This is the Leapcast, where we talk about how today's current events impact your real life. If you are tired of politics or you are just exhausted from the spin, this show is for you. My name is Andrew Lieb, and every week I host a talk radio show breaking down the news from an independent point of view. We discuss real estate, business, and your health. Hear from the experts and learn the truth on the Leapcast. Personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. This is the Lieb cast. You're here with Lauren Lieb. What's up? Andrew Lieb and the Chazaka, Mordechai Yankovic. You know what's cool, Lauren? People have been calling the Chazaka at the law firm these days. (laughs) We we had this great, 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 great Persian lunch at the office this week. Our, Our extern Sarit brought it in from her favorite Persian restaurant and you might be saying yeah, it was a post it was a post Purim feast it was a it was really a feast and people might be thinking but there's pandemic well don't worry we have a training center that's set up for 42 people so we were able to do way more social distancing than anywhere else and it was the first time we used our training center since COVID started so so I want to get and what and what better way to use it I want to <laughs> I want Morty to tell us about the feast but I want to just tell you this first we were in the feast and Morty's he loves a good feast just like I do. He's part of the Liebet Law Barbecue Committee. And he... The head. The head of the Liebet Law Barbecue Committee. Chair? Don't diminish me. Chairman. Chairman. And I'm just chairman. a member. And so he... Mr. It's Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman. So the Chazaka Mr. Chairman, he leaves the meeting because someone calls the Chazaka on his cell phone for an employment law situation. I thought it was so cool that people are calling you the Chazaka in your whole life now. So anyway, Morty, <laughs> tell us what was on the menu. So we had kebabs, steak kebabs, beef kebabs, chicken kebabs. Um, and for people who don't know what kebabs are, they're you know, little, almost like a shish kebab, but without you know, the, uh, the stick that, that Morty, goes through. Just Morty, delicious pieces of meat. Morty, if they don't know a kebab, they're dead to me. And I hope they never <laughs> listen to the Leapcast again. Like, it's, it's basically a shish kebab. A shish kebab, a delicious shish kebab. So yeah. we had like 12 different types of rice. Oh my God. Stews. Rice with orange peel, um, like rice with cranberries, yeah. rice with dill, rice with like a beef stew on top. And then we had, uh, we had Israeli salad. We had a regular lettuce salad and we had delicious, uh, appetizers. We had kube, which is dough with, with onions, sauteed onions and mushrooms inside. And we had Moroccan cigars, which is the second best thing to real cigars. Uh, ah, that has, I love that. That, that, <laughs> that has beef in them. So we're going to get more into this, but I just want to tell you, Morty's going to be on because we want to talk about HR 27, the Settlement Agreement Information Database Act of 2021, and how this is going to apply to your business. But we need to go oh, back to the that food. Was a lot of words. Well, it, it's it's about it's about the ooh, federal ooh. government is going to have a new law that has an 88 percent chance of passing, or it passed the House in the Senate. That's about federal agencies disclosing settlement agreements. And we're going to tell you how that matters, but I need to go back to these cigars first. What's the name of the restaurant that we got this place from? It's called Colbe. It's so C-O-L-B-E-H. good. So good, this Colbe. Did you uh, take a picture? We, yeah, no, I, honestly. So, yeah, I, we, I, took, I, took a, I took a picture of the spread. Okay. Lauren, you didn't hear Morty. He came in, he took a picture. He goes, this is going to be our new homepage at the website. At okay, the well, firm. I'll post it on the Liebcast on Facebook. You should post it. Yeah. Yeah. And the people need to know that if you want to get up with current events that impact business and real estate, you got to start with some Colbe kebabs. Like, that's how we do this. And so we our bellies are full. We're doing great. 
And Lauren and I just had this fascinating conversation, Morty. And I, I just, I need to tell you that we were talking to our friend Lily Sanders in the first segment today. And Lily's a life coach, which I always find interesting that there's these coaches everywhere. When I was little, there was coaches for soccer and there was coaches for hockey. But apparently there's coaches that make you stop having an uh, EDD attack and focus on the eight ball in front of you. And they, they want you to focus on the prize, Lauren. And so Lauren and I and Lily were discussing what's going on right now is that a lot of sellers and sellers agents are creating this, this feeling like you need to win and you need to, you need to buy the property. And if you don't buy it, your life is going to be catastrophically over. And And people are paying, I read somebody paying $450,000 over asking price to get into a suburb of New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this isn't talking about the Hamptons or, you know, something like your prize property. This is just a normal home that people are just doing anything because they have to win. But I do have to say that we were talking about people from, let's just say, the city moving out to the suburbs that maybe they're pregnant and they're having all this anxiety. They had twins in our story, In our story, they had twins and they had all this anxiety. I was kind of making fun of it. But then I'm realizing that when I was pregnant a couple of years ago, we were commuting about 45 minutes to work, and I had a had a freak out one day because it was a snowstorm, and I think it took. When us she like, says she had a freak out one day, she's only referring to one of the days she had a freak out. Yes, this one day, <laughs> one of my freak out days, I was stuck in traffic for like three hours. It was more. It was or more. Four hours to get home. Yeah, and I have to work. Um, I have to go to work every day, and I'm. I'm I think I was like four or five months pregnant at the time. And I had a panic attack, and I just said, we have to buy a place right now. It wasn't a calm panic attack, and she didn't just say, I want to buy a place right now. She was like, the eyes came out, the teeth got sharp, she yeah. she transformed. Have you ever seen, what was that movie, Morty, where the werewolf, you turn into a werewolf at night, it was like an 80s movie, and the soon as, as soon as the moon oh. came out, they became, well, Lauren became this werewolf, and she's wow. like, we move now! I, can't, I didn't have enough coffee then, too, because pregnant when you're pregnant, you can't. <laughs> have that much coffee so I was, I was kind of raging for my coffee but anyway the background story is that we had been looking for a, almost a year in the area by our office for our forever home and every single home, I don't even know what that means that just means when you're pregnant that house you're going to raise your family in I've never been pregnant okay. you know what's always weird Morty is when they go the they're like Tom and Sally are pregnant. And I'm always like, no, Sally's pregnant. Tom's exactly. living with Sally. Like, exactly. Yeah, um, my wife also used to say, we are pregnant. No, we're not. You're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no dietary restrictions. I'm still yeah. eating the sushi. Like, imagine a guy goes to a restaurant and they're like, what do you want to order? And he's like, I can't have sushi. I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not pregnant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're one of those people. But... No, I'm not sorry if you're one of those people. I'm sorry right, if you couldn't eat. going to make fun of you. If you're no, it's like, it's weird. Like, I have to tell you, like, you should be proud when your wife is pregnant. You should be supportive if your significant other is pregnant. You should be all for them being pregnant. It's beautiful. It's a miracle. But you're not pregnant. No. Only don't Mr. They, Mom don't was. They, don't they have all this, like, pregnancy sensitivity training where, like, the man puts on, like, the big body suit and all that stuff? Well, we, well, we did that, Morty. We just did that at lunch with the kebabs. i have the indigestion so so my background story is that we were looking for our house and everything on the market needed a complete gut renovation and when she says this like we weren't looking at cheap houses and the renovation would have been the same price as the house they were like 
1982 Mirror Fabulous. With the, I call it the diner bubble glass everywhere. That is, oh, it's gorgeous. You have to pretty much take down these walls of bubble glass to get a normal wall. Oh my God. Anyway, we did not want to do another renovation, especially when I was four and a half months pregnant and I was freaking out. So we didn't want to do any renovation because when you are about to have a baby, you don't want dust. You don't, you don't want to have any of that stuff in that house. Anyway, so we quickly bought a townhouse, which I thought was a great decision for us. But it turned out that it, it wasn't. And we only lasted a couple of months in there um, because we I bit off more than I can chew. Like it wasn't the place I wanted, but I had to win. So the takeaway though from that is that when you're in the moment, when you're in the tunnel vision, when you're, and this is why we had Lily Sanders on, is when you're in the moment, you're in that tunnel vision, you have to win and you become the werewolf like Lauren did. And so you terrify everyone else. You make a rash decision. And often when you have a time to reflect and look back upon it, it's not what you wanted anyway. And then if you did it in today's market, before that huge, 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 huge foreclosure and eviction tsunami happens. Do you know I put that episode on Real Estate Masterminds and they go, are you being sarcastic? They hate you. I'm not being sarcastic. 10% of homeowners in Long Island back in March were underwater. Like It's like going to be a problem. So what we wanted people to realize is winning isn't getting a yes. Winning is making smart decisions that don't ruffle your life. And so just to transition back, I have the the Chazaka on, Mordechai Yankovic, because there's this very important bill that's going on. And there's not much going on. Like there's two major pieces of legislation I'm interested in right now in the federal level. There's the Equality Act, which we spoke about with David Kilnick about making sexual orientation a protected class, and which was very cool. I don't know if you saw this. Chuck Schumer made an announcement for David Kilnick's nonprofit, the LGBT network. He actually made the, annou- the announcement with them that he's going to bring the Equality Act to the floor of the Senate. So I thought that That's was pretty great. cool. And I think that's very important for real estate and business because making sexual orientation protected and enforced at the federal level is huge. The other one, the one that I think is so important, 88% chance of passing, pass the House, is the Settlement Agreement Information Database Act of 2021. I'm going to tell you why I think it is, and I'm going to let Morty get into the details of the whole thing because I'm not as much of a... Uh, a scholar as him on this topic. I didn't read it as much and study it, and he really knows this stuff. But why I think it's important is when we are in our law firm, clients come to us all the time, and they're they're always saying to us, well, what should I settle for? That's their question. They always want to know, what should the settlement be for? And I'm like, it's hard to tell you what a settlement's for. I can tell you what a trial is because we have something called jury verdict reporter. And that's part of our subscription to legal services where I can give you specific facts of a case, and exactly what the verdict was. Sometimes jury verdict reporter reports settlements, but other times it doesn't. And a lot of settlements are private between companies, and that's not really going to change much either unless the settlement is reduced and becomes a judgment, which rarely happens. But then there's all these governmental ones where we're talking about employment issues, where we're talking about discrimination issues, and the federal government's involved as the prosecutor, and we defend these things, like Department of Labor audits, like we're involved in this type of stuff in my law firm, and clients go, well, what's a good settlement number? And what I generally do is I say, hey, here's your maximum exposure, here is our analysis of your case, and the 
chances we think that you're going to lose the case. Here's the multiplication of the two of those. And then I put in some extrinsic factors like here's how you differentiate from this case. And I, I give them a range of what I think they should settle for. But really, it, it's extrapolation, which is good stuff and it's informed. But I would love to know what government is settling for because oftentimes in our settlements with government it's not even money they're like you need to conduct this training you need to change this policy you need to jump up and down three times and pat your head i once got a government complaint to me myself and they said on our website you need to express this statement i actually won and they didn't do that but like what are these settlements and having transparency when it comes to governmental enforcement settlements allows not just litigants, but business people. Lily was saying she's a coach of business people. It allows business people to make informed decision-making about risk versus reward. Everything's a cost-benefit analysis. So, Chazaka, what is HR 27, the Settlement Agreement Information Database Act of 2021, do? So, what this bill does is it requires all federal agencies, so Department of Homeland Security, for example, or the IRS, if they're a party to a lawsuit and they enter into a settlement, whether they're the plaintiff or the defendant, they have to put the details of that settlement on a public database. This is so, very important for transparency. It's huge. Yes, yes, I think it is. And I, I, and I agree it's also going to serve the purpose that, uh, that Andrew mentioned um, in terms of you know, knowing and for, for attorneys and litigants having, a, having at least some frame of reference as to what a, a case could potentially settle for. But I think it also might, in, uh, in a certain way, deter agencies from settling because a lot of times agencies settle because they don't want to be, uh, this stuff to become public. Just so everyone knows, here's the type of stuff that's going to need to be public. The order type of the settlement agreement, the date on which the parties entered into the settlement agreement, a list of specific violations that specify the basis for the actions taken with a description of the claims each party settled under the settlement agreement, the amount of attorney's fees and other litigation costs awarded, if any, including a description of the statutory basis for such an award, the amount each party settled a claim under the settlement agreement is obligated to pay under the settlement agreement. The total amount the settling parties are obligated to pay under the settlement agreement. The amount, if any, the settling party is obligated to pay that is expressly specified under the settlement agreement as a civil or criminal penalty or fine. Any payment made under the settlement agreement, including a description of any payment made to the federal government. The projected duration of the settlement agreement, if available. A list of state or local governments that may be directly affected by the terms of the settlement agreement. A brief description of any economic data and methodology used to justify the settlement, the terms of the settlement agreement. Any modifications of the settlement agreement, when applicable. Notice and comments, when applicable. And whether the settlement agreement is still under judicial enforcement and any period of time by which the parties agreed to have certain conditions met. They also have to have a copy of the settlement agreement, a statement issued under it, any wow. information about non-disclosure. So a lot. you might be a Republican. You might be a Democrat. How you're not for this is beyond me. Like this, this, as Lauren said, it's transparency in government. 
one of the biggest issue of the people is that this cabal, these people out there, these the 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 is the they these people in charge of all of us, these people that the they 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 do things and they control us. They don't tell us what's going on. They're 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 in control. They they're, they they secrets. They know that. This is the transparency I think we're looking for. We need more of this moving forward. Because, and and this is federal. Morty referenced this a second ago that, yeah, it's going to inform our settlement. But I think he also mentioned, and it's so true, it's going to make the government think twice before doing certain things. Yes. So, Morty, when this, da- this database, it's going to be publicly available. What, where, where are we going to find this thing if this comes out? Well, they... Um we don't have the details yet. The uh, Office of Management and Budget is supposed to uh, is supposed to set it up. Who do you think this really is going to impact? I think I, I mean the hope is that these agencies will take more uh, preemptive measures to avoid discrimination because they don't want these these uh, settlements to go public. I, I and I and I think that it, I, I hope that it will have that effect. But I also think, like I said before, that it's also going to impact settlement negotiations because a lot of times a uh, defendant will settle because they don't want the claims to and the, and the amount that they're giving to be public. Well, just to be clear, isn't there a part of this that allows for confidentiality? There is, but it has to be the 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 interest. In, um, in in keeping it confidential has to outweigh the public interest of 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 of, um, of knowing the uh, the information uh, of the settlement. Oh, so what you're saying is that now a lot of people are going to go. It's going to be public anyway. I might as well go to trial because a lot of people settle even if they think they're right because it's a way to keep it a private record. We get that in the law firm a lot. Yes, where exactly. people they they call us up and they go, if I bring this lawsuit. Is it going to be public? And we say the only way to keep it private, generally, in a lawsuit, is if that lawsuit's with ADR, eternal, uh, alternative dispute resolution, and you do it through an arbitration or something like that with a confidentiality agreement. Because once you put it in court, it becomes a public record, except if we're talking about like divorce, uh, family court, because that's subject to secretive stuff and juvenile, juvenile criminal stuff, that's subject. But business stuff is public record. And what you're saying is that a lot of people settle with the government when they're charged, because that's a way to keep it uh, private so what happens yeah. and you're dealing with cases and, and, like and both and both and both parties they have an interest in keeping it private well i want to explore that but first i just want to understand how the timing works that so you're dealing with a lot of government cases that's a big part of your practice and you have for example i was watching you uh, we sit next to each other in the law firm just so everyone knows in our, uh, we with could our hear, paper thin walls yeah i could hear what he says and he yeah. hear, i'm sorry more you can hear what i say but i i hear what he says and i hear him on the line about a eeoc complaint equal employment opportunity commission that he's dealing with right now and it, you're dealing with it right now before it even goes into court is is that what I'm understanding? That's your point, is that you could settle these things before they become official complaints. I think people envision that if a company has a problem with the government, it's instantly in court. But generally, you get notices way before court starts. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. So your point is that by doing that, if they're going to make that public too, what's the point of settling? And you have a lot of clients that will say to you, hey, Morty, I don't want to have the PR problem. And so just give them something. Like I've seen you be like, what's the nuisance value? Meaning, can I give you a few bucks to go away? Don't you think it's going to stop people from even starting a lawsuit? 
That's interesting. Like, so do you think that people that want secret secrets and they were going to try and they were going to try and extort, for lack of a better word, it's not a legal term, but they're going to try and bully someone into paying? You think that's going to stop, or because it's yeah, with the government? I mean, um, I think I think Warren might be onto something because I, you know, part parts of that settlement are going to be public. Um, so you know, they have to think about that before they file lawsuits. So I think I there could imagine. be an element of that too. Unless you want to make it a big dramatic event, you'd want that to be public. Well, I'm going yeah. to tell you, Lauren, if this comes out, I check every week right now, you know. Every Wednesday is my state register day. Every day of the week is my federal register day. I check GovTrack for federal cases. I check New York State Senate bill lookup for state um, legislation on cases. For I check the cases every day. If this becomes part of it, if they have this database, I'm going to be checking this all the time, too, to see what the database is so we can be informed in our decision making at the Leapcast, telling everyone what's really happening. So I think more importantly, you just told everybody how you know all the information that you oh. know. But they think but, 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 an encyclopedia. So I hope that our competing our competing casts, the other podcasts out there, the other radio shows, don't listen to what I just said. That's don't not how I found out. I didn't go to GovTrack, which allows you to subscribe and have alerts no. of everything you're doing. You know what? People just ouch. They that hurts their head. It to does. Hear that. Oh, I just use the Google, and so. <laughs> Going, going full circle on this, Morty, I think this is brilliant legislation. I don't know why it wasn't the legislation. Before I get your point and Lauren's point about confidentiality, but particularly with government, not private parties. I'm always, I'm like these people on, on the social media, Lauren, and they're always saying, I read them, they say, you know, they, that's what they like to call the government. They, 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 they use the, they, they are corrupt. They, that's what they... They usually find an official and say that that person's correct. And they're doing this wrong and that wrong and this wrong and this wrong. And I think they believe that because as you said, when I said GovTrack, they think it's overwhelming to go search these things. But beyond that, there's no place to search. But if you could have transparency on your elected officials, you know, we don't work for them. They work for us. So if we could have transparency about what these agencies are doing... And we can know what's happening out there, whether they be Democrat, Republican, or Martian. I think it would be really, really, really helpful. So, Morty, do you think this is the type of thing that we're going to see make its way into state governments across the United States, or it's just too bold? Um, it could. I mean, I a lot of times state governments will follow from uh, from federal governments, and you know, now that we're uh, we're, we're states are so. Uh, you know, hell bent on preventing discrimination as they should be, you know, they might see this and think this is a great idea and adopt it themselves. I'll tell you why I think it's going to be interesting. Right now, if a state is, if a company is just in New York State, just no interstate commerce, they're intrastate, just in the state of New York, there is a law that prevents them from having arbitration agreements about sexual harassment complaints. You know that, right, Morty? Yes, yes. But if that state is interstate, there's case law that says the Federal Arbitration Act says you could do arbitrate it. So the question becomes, right now, companies have an ability to keep secrets and make arbitration provisions with their employees if they're interstate. So maybe that's a hole we're going to be clogging next with the Federal Arbitration Act to allow for saying, hey, you can arbitrate it all you want under the Federal Arbitration Act companies, but we're going to make a database for that one, too, because I'd love to see all the information be public, because I guess your point is 
a lot of people aren't going to pursue these things because there's alternative ways to pursue these things. Right. But what if we clogged all the holes and said everything's public now? Yeah, I mean, that's going, but, you know, that's basically going to, uh, to defeat the purpose of arbitration for a lot of employers. And there's they a counter... Arbitrary. They, are, they arbitrate because they want to keep it private. And there's a counterbalance. So when we're sitting here and we're going, they, 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 they're doing this to us and we don't know and they're not sharing it with us, what you're saying back to me is actually, it's not them that's doing it. What you're saying to me, and maybe I'm missing this, is it's not just the government that's going to be transparent now. It's every private litigant that gets wrongly prosecuted by the government in the first place. One of my favorite things I learned in law school more. And I, I wasn't into this. My stepfather was a criminal defense attorney. I hated criminal law. I, he had weird uh, gangster murderer clients calling us all hours of the night. I wanted nothing to do with criminal law. But the thing I liked the most in law school came from criminal law, Lauren. Here's what they said. The power to prosecute is the power to destroy, particularly when it's public. This is the Liebcast. We're going to be with you next week, but we want to welcome back our sponsor, Bryn Elliott and the Bryn Elliott team at Douglas Elliman Real Estate. All transparency, all the way. He's the best. This is the Liebcast. See you next week. Find us on social media at Listen to Lieb or visit listentolieb.com. 